Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things, and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. Hey everyone, today's episode is absolutely incredible and encouraging, and I know you're going to love it. Today, Nadwa Ardua is back with us from Paperflow Designs. We're having her on the podcast a second time because she's actually going to talk about why it's never too late to start a side hustle, start a business and also share some time-saving practical tips for managing your side hustle business when you have kids, when you have a family, and you are trying to create and carve out time to grow and run your business. So I know you're going to love this episode, and it's probably one of the most encouraging episodes we've ever done. It really is never too late to really Take a hard look at the things that are holding you back and also really decide to pursue your dreams without fear of failure. So let's get right into it. Hi, Nadwa. Welcome back to the Studio Sisters podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, our listeners may have already got an introduction to you if they heard our episode earlier in this season on Pinterest marketing tips, which I am so excited to start implementing. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, uh, we will have started implementing some of your Pinterest do's and don'ts. Uh, I really need to get on Pinterest. Uh, you've really convinced me like that doing um, kind of putting in the work now a little bit you know, here and there as opposed to every single day on the social media hamster wheel, like it's going to pay off in the long run. So thank you for your encouragement and your tips on that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I can't wait to see how that works out for you. Yeah, I'll be sure to give you a report, but hopefully I can uh, have some things to share by the time this episode comes out. So in case our listeners did not hear that episode with you, um, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you live and what you make in your Etsy shop? Sure. Well, I am an expat. I live in the south of France. Uh, I've been here for about 15 years now, and I've always been an artist. So I've before I was like drawing on paper and painting and things. And then like a couple of years ago, I got the bug to start learning how to draw, draw digitally. So I make digital drawings, what uh, is also known as SVGs. So if you are uh, a 
someone who goes on Etsy, you've probably seen these floating around there somewhere. So they're just like graphic drawings. And I make those and mine are basically kind of like tailored to the African-American community. So you'll see like, you know, just ordinary people like moms, grandmas, grandfathers, uh, different images like that that are around like the African-American community. And I sell those drawings on Etsy. Like I love hearing like that you're into the digital stuff because I haven't really jumped into that yet. (laughs) I love anything digital. Like when I hear about like people who have like physical Etsy shops, I'm just like, I, I, it sounds great. I don't think I could do it. First of all, I'm, you know, on another continent from my audience. So like most of the people that shop with me are in the U.S. So the idea of me like packing and shipping things and then like getting it there would have me like a nervous wreck thinking is the shipping, shipping going to get caught up in customs? I just stick with the digital. Yeah, it's not for everyone and digital is not for everyone and physical is not for everyone. So I'm glad there's both. So in this episode, we're going to really dive deep into side hustle tips and maybe some of your time-saving tips for moms and parents. So your business is now full-time, right? Yeah, full-time as of the beginning <laughs> of this year. I'm so I'm still trying to like wrap my head around that. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, I'm full-time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But I think we are also full-time, but we started as a side hustle. I'm sure you probably started as a side hustle. A lot of people do. And you, I think you also said in maybe your last episode that you started at 38 years old. Um, can you share about maybe why it's never too late to start that side hustle? Um, sure. I did start at 38. And looking back, I, I kind of laugh because I think at the time I thought like, oh, that's too old to get started. And now, you know, I'm like, you know, 40 plus and I'm realizing that at that, that, that was like really still young. Um, I just looked up today, like on Google, the average life expectancy of someone in the US and they said it was 78 years old. So when I think about that, and like they also said like back in 1960, it was like 69 years old. So we've gained like about 10 years. So if I think about like, I was almost 40, not yet 40, but I still had like the whole other half of my life to go. So it's like, you're 40 and you're pretty much just like, you can start over. You can have a do-over. So to, you know, motivate people out there who are thinking, you know, I'm 38 or I'm in my late 30s or early 40s or late 40s. Heck, if you can be like, you know, in your 60s, like you still got like what an average of what 18 more years to go, like make the most of it and do something. All those things that you've been thinking like, oh, you know, I wish I would have started this or I'm really into knitting or, you know, I like, um, you know, making clay pots or something like that. Take the chance, like go ahead and do it. There are so many people who um, like really famous people, famous artists or famous um, experts who didn't start what they do, what they're known for until they were, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And I think those are such great reminders of like, you could do this at any point in your life. And I love what you're saying, this realization of like, I could start over now and still live an entire another lifetime of something totally different. That's so like, there's so much freedom, I think, and power in knowing that. Yeah, definitely. When you put it into, into perspective, like with the actual numbers and you're thinking, wow, I can, I can completely start over and be like someone else, someone who I always wanted to be. So did you ever have any doubts when you're starting your business and in regards to maybe age or 
working full time and so you're starting something on the side? Like, did you have any doubts when you were getting started? I definitely had a lot of doubts because, like I said, I was um, I'm still a mom, but I had my kids were younger then. And I just, you know, was rolling the excuses in my head thinking, oh, I'm tired when I get home. Uh, I have to make dinner. I have to like, you know, give my kids a bath, read a bedtime story. And at night, like, I just want to sit back in front of the TV and just, just, you know, veg out and just watch something that's like mindless. I don't want to think about doing more work. (laughs) So I had like all of those doubts, you know, rolling around in my head. What would you say was maybe the biggest challenge of running your business on the side while also being a mom? And maybe if you also had a regular daily job too, like what was your biggest challenge and what solutions did you put into place to help you with that? The biggest challenge was time management. And that was like a kind of word that, you know, I used to hear people say, and I just thought like, oh, you know, that's, what does that even mean? Like time management, we can't manage time, but you sort of can because you, you prioritize, prioritize what you want to do with your time before. Like I said, I didn't make it a priority to do anything else than just, you know, taking care of my family, which was important, but it's like, I also had dreams of my own and I wasn't making any of those a priority. So the way the things that I put into place were to actually set aside time. So if you are a parent or, um, you know, you have other responsibilities, maybe you're not a parent, maybe you have just a demanding job. And when you get home, you're thinking, oh, I'm just tired. I used to like psych myself out by setting a timer. So I would go on and like, there's like tons of apps and stuff. You don't even have to use an app. You can just like put a timer on your phone or on your watch. But there's one like called toggle timer. And you can set it for 25 minutes. So I would set that on my computer where I could see it. And then I would just say to myself, okay, you're going to be here 25 minutes learning how to draw. Once that 25 minutes is over, you can get back to Netflix. It's cool. But the thing was, like, after the 25 minutes was up, I would I would keep drawing. It's like that was like, you know, the, the way that I would psych myself out and I would get better and better little by little by just setting like small increments of time. Okay. Um, this reminds me when I was in grad school, I used to use this app and you know, like, so it was a while ago. So the app was on your computer. It was very low key, but the app was called written kitten and you could set a word goal. And every time you hit that goal, like I'm going to write 500 words, or I'm going to write a thousand words. And every time you did that, like a kitten popped up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's so you. <laughs> and it was just the greatest, like, little bit of non-tangible motivation like and it could be your favorite Netflix show or it could be you know maybe maybe it's the laundry you know it really is I think what you're saying is like you really have to take control of your time and honestly accept and believe the fact that anything can happen for you if you shape the time around you learning that thing. Exactly. And I will say another thing that I had to learn was also how to set boundaries because I would, I was just saying like, yes to everybody. Like someone could call me up and be like, Oh, can you babysit for me? Or, Oh, can you go pick up my kids? Or like, Oh, you know, we're having a party this weekend. Can you like make a cake? And I was just always saying yes. And that's why I couldn't find the time because I was giving away my time to everyone, which is, it's not, you know, a bad thing. It's great to help out other people, but you also have to like, you know, think of yourself. Like when there's all this talk about self-care, I think also prioritizing the dreams that you have and the things that you want to do. And if it's, you know, turning your hobby into uh, a business, 
you're going to have to set boundaries and make the time for yourself. Yes, I 100% agree with that. We've talked about that a lot on the podcast before is like, if you want this thing to happen, you have to, you know, make that time commitment. And, you know, as it is, like maybe in busier times, you say no to other things. Like we've talked about this before on the podcast with holidays, like, okay, if you know you're going into a busy holiday season, you might have to say no to other things, you know, in the short term or just change up your boundaries a little bit. Imagine that you had a plan for your Etsy shop. Okay, imagine no more because we're going to teach you exactly how to make your handmade small business goals a reality no matter what you make and sell. Maybe you don't feel like you know what you're doing wrong with your Etsy shop or you feel like you're not good at selling your work, you need help with product photography, or you feel confused about things like SEO, keywords, and whatever the heck optimization is. Well, we used to be there too, and if we had known years ago what we know now about selling handmade online, it would have made a world of difference. We've worked really, really hard to learn everything there is about Etsy that's out there, and since March 2020, we've been able to generate nearly 10,000 sales of over 25,000 products all on Etsy alone without a single paid ad. We just needed a strategy. Our strategy includes niching down so you know exactly who you're selling to, goal setting, daily and weekly workflows, flawless product photography, killer Etsy listing descriptions that actually convert to sales because they're speaking to your target customer, and 100% understanding and using Etsy SEO to drive traffic. And the cool thing is we turned this exact strategy into a step-by-step guide that you are able to fully duplicate. Our course is called Dream Create Sell, and we teach you the step-by-step way to make more sales and grow your handmade business on Etsy. Dream Create Sell is a self-paced, 100% online course that will teach you how to do all of the things we just mentioned in our strategy, including how to stand out in your niche, how to nail your SEO and your product photography, and authentically grow your business. Our course is open for registration right now, and we have a special podcast discount code. The code is podcast, all capital letters for $100 off our course. And this code never expires. So if you can use it today, just go to shopstudiosisters.com to get the info on our course, Dream Create Self. Are there other things that looking back to when you started as a side hustle um, that you wish you had known early on when you were in the side hustle? Like, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you started? I wish I had known that, you know, it's not a race. I mean, probably it sounds a little cliche, but it's, you know, it's a journey. And in the beginning, like you get, you kind of lose faith because you're not seeing all of the, the, the results that you want right away. And you kind of like, you're looking at what, you know, person on the, on the side of you is doing, or like, you know, you're getting, um, emails from someone else's email list that you really like and you follow this person and maybe they're in the same um, category as you and you you kind of lose faith. So I wish I knew in the beginning that 
you know, it's okay to be on your own journey and it's okay that other people are doing some of these things. You don't have to be worried about that because like what's for you is for you. Just keep going, just keep going and you'll get, you know, results that are meant for you. Maybe you're not meant to live that person's, you know, six figure life or in the same way, but you have your own destiny that that's set out for you. And if you just keep going, you'll start seeing the results that, you know, you're like envying from other people. That's sort of like my mantra is slow progress is still progress. Like even if you're not like growing at the same rate as everyone else around you, it's still, you're growing, right? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And you never know. Yeah. You never know when things are going to shift. Like when we started, I will say it feels like you're going to suddenly know when the shift happens or when the growth is about to happen. Somehow, like you think you're going to be able to recognize it. And I can tell you, you really don't like, it's just one day. There's just a lot more going on. Um, But you still feel like you're in that slow growth, slow progress mode, even when you're no longer, when it's busy, right? You don't know at what point that happens. I don't know if it's the same experience for you or if you understand, like, I feel like I'm not explaining this super well. No, no, I get, I get you. Definitely. Like you, you don't see what's up ahead. You just see like what you're in the here and now. And, you know, hindsight, like I say, hindsight is 2020, like wherever, whatever situation you're in right now, you're going to look back on like, maybe like, you know, two years down the line and be like, wow, you know, I made such huge strides, but at the time you didn't see them as strides. You just saw it as struggle. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you never, you don't know like what situation you're in right now. So like, don't get caught up in trying to compare yourself with like, you know, where you want to be right now, because you could probably eventually get there if you just keep going. What tips or advice would you share with someone who feels like they don't actually have enough time to run their business? And I know you mentioned time management, but can you talk a little bit more about like, they feel like they don't have time because they're a parent and they may also have a day job. Like Taylor and I don't have kids, so we can't really speak on that too much. Sure. Um, One thing I didn't realize at the time, like my kids were old enough to be doing chores, but I was doing everything. I was washing the dishes. Like I would make dinner. I would do the dishes. I would sweep the floor. I would wipe the table. And then um, I I think maybe I was talking like to a family member or my cousin. She's like, wait a minute, how old are they? Like they can do some of that stuff too. They can pick up the slack. And once I realized that, yeah, that is a possibility, I could actually delegate some of that stuff to them. Yeah, they are old enough and perfectly capable. You know, they're not going to break every dish in the house. It's okay. <laughs> they, they started doing those things. And that was a way that I could get some time back because once those things were done, they can go to bed earlier and I can start practicing on, you know, on this thing that I love that I want to turn into a business. So uh, if your kids are old enough, you know, go ahead and just delegate some of the tasks. Maybe they can't do all of the laundry, but maybe they can sort it out for you. Maybe they can just pull it out of the washing machine and get you like one step closer to getting, you know, a couple minutes back here and there. Um, Even if you have like maybe if you have a spouse that you can say, hey, you know, this week I really want to work on my project for 25 minutes or an hour. Ask them to help you out and say, you know, can you make dinner and, you know, I'll swap and I'll do something else. So things like that can probably help you to get, get, find that time that, you know, you really need that you're missing out on to help you progress. I actually went to a talk like a couple of years ago, um, pre-COVID in person at this like business networking event and this uh, wedding photographer in our area who's really, really um, 
like she's done really well for herself. She was sharing time management tips and giving a talk. And she said the same thing. She was like, once your kids are old enough, like they can make their own snack, like buy snacks that are easy for them. Like show them where the bananas are kept, where the granola bars are, whatever it is. Like they, you don't need to go make them a snack. They can be in charge of their own nutrition or they can be in charge of their own, like some of those chores that a lot of working parents don't realize, like they're still doing those things when they could be delegating them. And I love that tip. That is so helpful. I think. Yeah, it's a huge time saver. You don't think about it because you think, oh, it'll only take me five minutes. Oh, it'll only take me five minutes to, like, you know, empty the dishwasher. It'll only take me five minutes to, you know, vacuum. But it's like every, those five minutes add up and you can save all that time. And all of a sudden in all of those five minutes, you know, you've got an hour now where you can practice on your business and, and work on your business. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So a couple of final questions. Um one is what's something you're personally learning and working on right now? I'm learning a new software program. It's probably boring for people who are like not into digital drawing. Um, but I'd like the idea, like I'm a perpetual learner. Um, I know I talked to my husband about this and like, I told him, Oh, I'm, st- I just found a new program on my iPad and I'm, you know, I'm going to start working on drawing those things. And I'm like, it's so hard in the beginning, but I love it. And he's just looking at me like, what? He's like, I hate stuff like that. I hate like not knowing something and having to start over and learn something. And I'm like, no, 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 it's the challenge that I love. So yeah, I've got a new program that um, I just started working on. And um, yeah, I'll share a funny story with that. I got contacted by Pinterest to do like their new Pinterest live TV thing um, because I had like applied like months ago and I kind of forgot about it. So it popped into my you know, my inbox and they're like, oh, are you available to do a live? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I realized like the way that, that I'm going to have to do the live, it's different from the way that I do lives like uh, right now on my own. And which it also involved like learning this new software <laughs> and they had given me like, you know, two weeks to be ready. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is Pinterest. And like, you love using Pinterest. I'm definitely going to go on here. I'm not going to say no. So I spent those two weeks every night, like working with this software and I had used it a couple times before, but not really in depth. And it had been a while ago, but yeah. So that was something that I was telling my husband, I'm like, yeah, I'm working on this and I love it. I'm getting these like endorphins. And of course he's like, what? <laughs> so that's something that I'm learning and um yeah I got to use it last night and I'm still using it no that sounds really fun actually I always think it's a fun challenge to like learn a new technique or a new medium so I can easily see that like translating into a new software too I'm trying to get my son into digital drawing because he he's a really good artist he likes drawing but um I think he's kind of intimidated because drawing comes so easily to him like hand drawing with pencil and paper and digital Mm -hmm. drawing is something new so he tells me on one hand like oh mom I want to do like animation and I want to like draw these cool manga things but he's also in that mindset that a lot of us get you know stuck we we kind of stay at that point adults too, Mm -hmm. where like you say you want to do something, but then when you actually are faced with it and you get the the hard parts come in of the challenges, you give up. So he's still in that, you know, I want to do it, but uh, it seems kind of hard and it's not coming easy to me. So I'll just let it go. So I'm working on him with that. And I know that that's a thing that a lot of other people have that, that block uh, and they have a challenge of getting over that. So 
Uh, I think Bye. there was a lot of different things that happens to a lot of us um, where we say we want to do something, but for whatever reason, maybe it's like, like a mental block of, you know, I'm not like ready to, I don't have space for this in my brain to, I'm afraid to try to, I'm just not willing to commit the time yet. So a lot of us get stuck in that. I want to do this, but for some reason I haven't started yet. And I think it's something like we can all learn to maybe get better at, like, just take the, take the first step. Mm -hmm. And so this is sort of a, I guess it's a related question, but you mentioned your son was an artist and he loves to draw. Do you ever like work side by side as like a time-saving tip while he's drawing and like you're working on your business work? I don't. And I do. Well, I did once with him because he said, oh, mom, let's draw. I think it was like Santa Claus. He wanted to draw a picture of Santa Claus together. And um, we did. But he wasn't happy because he said mine looked better than his. So he was just kind of like, I'm not doing this again with you. I'm like, okay. So I'll find other things for him to do. Or or we're not going to draw the same thing. I figured like, you know, mm -hmm. he doesn't like that yeah. right now. So if I give him something okay. to draw, I'll draw something else. Cool. I was just curious. All right, Nadua, um, where can our listeners find you on the internet? Um, to follow up with that, can you talk about your course? Who is it for and what, what do people learn? Oh, sure. So, yeah, I have a course that teaches people how to make digital uh, drawings, which are called SVGs. Uh, it's called So Simple SVG Files, and you can find that over on my website, which is Paperflow Designs. So it's P-A-P-E-R-F-L-O Designs with an S com. So it's a video course, step-by-step. Step. It teaches you how to install the software, how to start learning the menu items, how to make like your first um, drawings using shapes. This is like really a beginner course. You don't have to be an artist. You don't have to have any experience. And by the end, you'll know how to make your own designs and um, upload them and maybe even sell them. Our listeners can find all of your course information as well as your blog at paperflowdesigns.com, right? Exactly. That's it. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us, Nodwa. It was truly a pleasure to have you once again on the Studio Sisters podcast. And I know that our listeners are going to really enjoy these helpful tips for working as a side hustle and as a parent and managing everything and keeping it all going. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Taylor. Thank you so much.